Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at a narrative or story-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm the self-proclaimed D-Man. And we Duncan. back. I think D-Man's not good. I think the self-proclaimed D-Man is not your new moniker. I think you should mm-hmm. avoid that one. Just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Well, when we did the last episode, Return to the Oberdin, which was good. I it said, was good. Don't I'm sleep the on D-Man. that one. It was good. I'm the D-Man. And he said, ah, it's very good. I liked the energy. I think it was the self-proclaimed D-Man. <laughs> and then how you had to follow it up with explaining that it means Duncan as if you were afraid people would take it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid. Yeah, I think that's fair because I did and I know you. So. Well, it gives you a little bit about me. Okay? you know, Just a little bit about Duncan. He's the self-proclaimed Duncan. D-Man. No, I got this... the spice. I got the spice. And then I come back around at you with the name. Spice and uh-huh. name. That's me. This Spice is and name. Help. Help. <laughs> this week. Cut. This Line. Week. Line. <laughs> this week we played Life is Strange 2, Episode 2, Rules. Uh, came out January 24th, 2019, developed by Don't Nod Entertainment. Uh, and we are excited to get back into this because there was a kind of a lengthy break between Episode 1 and Episode 2. Yeah, and... So something interesting right on the top here is that I saw some people upset. I'm sorry. Like your dog? My dog is... Just, your so dog was pissed. one of those people. Yeah, he's... he's like, he's, yeah, no, I fucking yeah, I was, I was one of those. I was one of those. He's rebel rousing about it. Um, So people are upset that, you know, for, for episode two through five, you can't buy those individually. You have to buy the two through five bundle. Mm. And they've been selling the okay. episodes all individually, and I think people were a little concerned because they're like, "Hey, it's been a while, guys," and like, "Yeah, I don't like know four about months. this. I don't know about this, guys. Like, you gonna deliver on all these episodes? Why are you, you know, excuse me? Why do you need to pay for for all four of them?" Which I just thought was interesting. I don't have much else to say about it, but yeah, I I, I, I feel very confident they will deliver on all five episodes, but I am increasingly less confident we will have a conclusion to this by 2019 um, yeah yeah it seems like it maybe they just had a slight dip uh due to feedback or something like that and you know they changed could a be. bunch of things but we never know we'll never know with them so uh you we'll never just know. have to wait how what was the development cycle like for the first game like how long in between the I episodes think there was not that long i want to say it was like one to two months max i think there may have been one episode where it took a little bit longer but it was Definitely quicker than this. I think four months is is pretty much peak time. Okay. But yeah, I was just curious. We'll see. Let me, let me yeah, see real quick. Just, September, okay. well, September. Don't fact check me because I got been wrong. Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Hold on. Now, now it's telling me Life is Strange 2 episode 1. Ah, beans. We'll never figure this out. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll okay. never know. So let's get right into the game here. Let's, let's right do it. We're going to give that classic Life is Strange format what where we talk about each scene piece by piece. So again, spoiler warning at the top. If you haven't played it, go ahead and hop on now. It only takes about two hours, maybe two and a half. I think probably closer to two. Yeah. Um, so it's a relatively quick, quick playthrough. So yeah. go ahead, hop so, on, play through it, come back. Yeah. So the, the first episode, if you if you all need a recap... Uh, Sean and Daniel are brothers. Oh, are you throwing and for the me? second episode? Yeah. No, <laughs> I just and um, they and uh, a situation slash accident occurred where um, their father was 
shot by a police officer and Well, okay, their father was not shot on accident. I want to be very clear about the wording around that. The cop definitely shot him intentionally. Right. Well, we're not going to... We spent a whole episode talking about that, and I'm not going to get too into it. So, and um, and then Daniel flipped a car with his psychic powers and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, killed a cop. And then the two brothers ran away. That's the summary of your first episode. So we joined yep. the two brothers in this cabin in the woods uh, that they've found. It's been about a month since our uh, last episode, it seems like. And they've found an abandoned uh, little cabin to uh, lay rest in. And uh, it appears to be someone else's cabin that they've either, like, just don't go to anymore or they've passed away or something like that yeah they spend a long time asking about like what happened to the people who were in this cabin like it's the middle of winter they're just not there yeah and then they just fucking trash this place and they they just like etch they just etch like wolves for life and shit like that in there and uh they just kind of wreck it they don't wreck it that bad but you know they teen it up in there um oh yeah so uh, they've been pre- they've been training. Uh, Daniel has been training his psychic powers to lift a variety of objects like rocks, and he's been like getting stronger and stronger at it. So um, you know that's been going on. And then uh, Daniel is getting a little sick, though. He's working up this really mean cough, and they decide that they he needs medicine. So Sean, being the older brother, thinks of a plan takes responsibility for his sick younger brother here, and they decide that they need to go see their grandparents on their mother's side, which they have not spoken to, it seems like, in a long time. Mm. So uh, they set off, and they hear a little, uh, little dog scratchies. They have a dog, by the way, named Mushroom that they picked up along the way. Mm-hmm. It's very, very cute. cute. Very cute. So Everyone cute. loves mushrooms. Hey, obvious fan favorite. Hey, let's give some time to just like get you attached let's, to mushroom. Can we just talk about how great mushroom is? Just <laughs> so fucking... everyone knows how much they love mushroom. I love really mushroom. get invested in mushroom's character. I love that you can throw snowballs at him. It's so much fun, and like he's. <laughs> I like how he follows you around in the game, and like I'm just surprised that they have the technology to like have a dog character follow you around all the time throughout this whole episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. really impressive. Yeah, so um, you hear the dog scratching, and he's got to go out, and you're, like, packing your bag. So, like, Daniel, use your psychic powers, take the dog out. And he opens up the door for him, runs out. He's like, hmm, it's been a while. I should go check on Mushroom. Very irresponsible the way they just let their dog run out <laughs> in the middle of the woods and, like, close the door. And I'm like, ah, we'll get him in a while. Yeah, I, to be honest, though, I mean, like, if you have a dog that comes back, like, my dog is kind of, like, glued to me a lot. I'd do that. Yeah. I'd do that in backyards, but I, uh, they clearly aren't thinking of what's to come. And uh, so Daniel, the little brother, walks out and's like, I think I better go check on Mushroom. And then it's been a while also, and Sean goes to check after them. What he finds is a blood trail, and mm. um, as he follows this this small blood trail, he finds that a um, a mountain lion has grabbed Mushroom by the scruff. And uh, is pretty pretty dead. Actually, declared dead. And uh, yeah. Daniel is very very upset and grabs the mountain lion with his psychic powers. Now I've skipped a lot of things. There's a whole ravioli cooking scene that I'm just gonna gloss <laughs> over. Uh, it's a very important ravioli scene. This was like a very like 
peak of action for you know playing for at least 20 or 20 ish minutes maybe 30 mm-hmm. for uh so you get this decision whether you let daniel kill the mountain lion or you you know kind of stop him what he's doing what did you do i i kind of told him not i mean told him not to is kind of the wrong way to <laughs> oh, do it oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i forgot about the third option kind of tell him not to do it hey hey daniel that's Maybe the not. trick they don't tell Maybe you not. in life is strange you've got like it, the, the whole scene cuts in two halves like shattered glass and each yeah. half is a decision but if you just keep scrolling your mouse wheel down far enough there's usually a third option that works out better for everyone oh um, so there's yeah there's, it's there's weird. win lose there's yeah. compromise and there's win win <laughs> and we just chose the third option i see i see uh yeah, so I I told him not to kill it, which basically takes the form of Sean like stepping in front of him and like putting Daniel's hand down because that's kind of how he channels his psychic power, and then like picking up a very small stick and shaking it at the mountain lion, and then the mountain lion says ah and picks up Mushroom's um body and and runs away with it. I think the stick wa- waving scene was unnecessary. I think if <laughs> I was a mountain lion and I had just been picked up psychically, I would drop and then sprint away. <laughs> Like I don't know why they needed the scene where where Sean attempts to scare off this this mountain lion, but it was still kind of fun. Uh, but now they must bury uh, Mushroom without his without his body, which is I guess like the negative in the situation. Like, because like Daniel's yeah. upset, being like, we don't even get to bury him. Like this is. Sad. I think there's other consequences to that choice later on, but like. More mechanical game, like background game thing. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, In the moment, yes. Yeah, Uh, in the moment, the bad choice is you don't get Mushroom's body, but there is no way to save him. I did the same thing. I do not know. Okay. I'm really curious what that scene looks like if Daniel kills the mountain lion. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this is a a question sent in by a user named... I'm sorry, hold on. (laughs) I am master computer. This question is sent in by user. (laughs) Dorothy, there we go. That's my my brain kicking in there. Uh, So Dorothy got asked this, and and I also kind of want to talk about this too, is like, why give us this dog? Her her question was, what's the significance of Mushroom? But my like reformatted question is, why give us this dog and then just like kill it to axe? Like you get it at the end of episode one and killed at the beginning of episode two. Like what's yeah. the deal, guys? It's it's rough. Um we made a lot of lot of goof em ups around it, but it was it was a, a rough way to open this episode. Yeah. Um I think they're using like I do think there was some element of wanting to use mushroom as a device to continue furthering Daniel's character. Um, I think like the idea of an older brother kind of having to walk him through and teach him about death in a way that like yes, it started off with you know a teenager potentially and a cop and their dad all dying, but Daniel was kind of like blacked out through that. He was like an active participant, but not really like he blocked out his memory of that for most of the first episode anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, um, I, I think they were using Mushroom as, like, a way to show, hey, this is, like, how cruel the world is, and this is the sort of stuff that you'll have to to, to get used to, and, like, how to harden yourself in, in the wild like this. And it, it, I don't know that I loved it, because 
I did think Mushroom was the best character. Yeah. I mean, and that's rough? It felt like they could have kept him around for a little bit longer. You know? Yeah. Just a little bit. But um, I agree with you on the, you know, the kind of, like, teaching him about death. There's, like, a scene that you get where um, after you set up a um, a grave for him, uh, he asks if the dog is in heaven with his dad. And you can mm-hmm. say, of course, or just N-A-H, nah. Which, like, <laughs> who's going to tell him nah? Nah, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, nah. Nah, punk. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's It sets up some things to have you because you're building daniel like you're playing sean but you like build your own daniel in this kind of way where it's like what you tell him and what you do with him changes how he's going to be and act as a person and i think Mm -hmm. like um this this mushroom early mushroom death is just kind of a like catalyst to drive a lot of those choices that you can make with him yeah, and I do think cool. that the I do think the scene where um, I just punched my desk in my bed where you're burying mushroom is actually a pretty good scene. I think the yeah. that there's a a strong level of believability of Sean just kind of like fumbling over trying to explain and comfort Daniel while also trying to get them moving because it's like the morning and they have a two day walk they need to get going. Yeah, um, and, and I, I think that was a really good scene early on that they 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 kind of landed pretty well. And there's, like, a riff with, like, you know, he's, like, his mushroom up in heaven. And you're, like, yeah, he is with dad. And oh, like, yeah. Yeah, but dad's allergies. And I'm, like, I don't think they got allergies in heaven, which I really hope yep. they don't, if that's a that'd thing. Be, that'd <laughs> be rough. <laughs> that would be rough. <laughs> oh, man, it's always spring in heaven, but, oh, you still have your allergies. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that specific scene really there was, was was very good. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Like, that sort of. I don't know, bond between the brothers and the Daniel, like, he's not too precious of a character where, like, he always says shit like that, but he comes in with it every now and again where it's, like, kind of innocent, yeah, but, like, not overbearingly so, and I think this was an example of a time when they did, like, a really good job with that. Um, backpedaling a, a little bit. character building. Yeah, backpedaling a little bit to, like, the ravioli section we skipped here. Did you mm. enjoy that dice game that you were forced to play? I didn't fucking understand. Yeah. There's like a little dice mini game where you roll some dice and you have to get like a captain, a a ship, a captain, and a crew, which and that's is like a six, by like a four, five, five, and a six. four. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you also get some booty, which is represented by I think four or like threes afterwards. And like I did it, and then like like okay, that's a pretty good roll. And then he wrote down nine, and I was like, damn, nine, that seems pretty good. And then Daniel got like a ship, a captain, and a crew, and nothing else. And he wrote down like eleven. I <laughs> yeah. didn't fucking understand anything. <laughs> but then he cheated, and then you could be like, Daniel, don't cheat. It's too obvious. I didn't get that option. Yeah, but like every time you get a crap roll, Sean is like, come on, these dice. What's with this random dice? Like, he gets really frustrated. And uh, I didn't like the beginning. I did not like the first, like, fourth of this game until the mushroom scene, just because, like, um, it was a I little... Liked, I don't know. I liked the very beginning. I liked the very beginning when you're training Daniel's powers. I think yeah. that it establishes is... establishes how powerful he's gotten. 
Yeah, picking up, like, big rocks and stuff, and you just kind of, like, going around and asking him to do a bunch of stuff. And there's a really good scene. Um, it's, like, a really small scene, has very little significance to the story at this point, where, you know, you're in this this abandoned cabin, and, you know, you're about to lay down for the night, and Daniel says he's going to, like, read his comic books, and you go out to just, like, have a cigarette and decompress because you know you're going to leave in the morning. And it's a nice establishing shot, kind of, like, rotating around, and it just has... Sean just, like, looking over at, like, a rock or a can or something laying on the ground and just, like, smoking a cigarette and, like, almost pitifully, like, putting his hand up, seeing if he can lift up the object on the ground and then sort of, like, letting it fall to his side, deflated when he realizes he can't and, like, finishes smoking and goes inside. And that was, like, that's the kind of shit that I need. That shit that, like, puts you into the character because a thousand percent I would be doing that if I found out that my little brother had psychic powers. Like, For sure. And it plants the seed, just the barest hint of a seed that, like, yeah, Sean's this, you know, older brother. He's protecting him. He's controlling the story, deciding where everyone goes, like, doing his best. But it just plants the little idea that maybe he's a little bit jealous of Daniel's powers. And, yeah. like... Fuck yes, I want to see that. I want that conflict to bubble because it's so real and so exactly how I would feel. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that, too. It's a good point. Yeah. But then, you know, the rest of the time in the cabin, I didn't really care for either. Yeah, ravioli cooking. Uh, Cycling forward here. Cook ravioli is bad. (laughs) It's not that bad. I'm just, I think it's just funny. All right. Cycle us forward. Walk us to the next scene. Much the same way that Daniel and Sean walk for two days to their grandparents, I will walk <laughs> us forward to this scene. Um, that was the so, joke. Thank you. I know. I know. I wanted to give it some gravitas. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I think I worded it wrong. Anyway, Daniel and Sean go to their grandparents' house. Their grandparents are Claire and Stephen, again, on their mother's side, and they they haven't really talked to them. I don't think Daniel has ever met them, and no. Sean hasn't talked to them in years because... Um, as is hinted at in the first game and revealed in this game, um, their mother just kind of up and left when they were really young, and they haven't heard from her since. Um, so they get there, and there's, you know, a little bit of a, you know, like, hurry inside, disagreement, like, we'll get you, you know, warm and give you some food and some medicine while we figure out what to do. But eventually their grandparents do kind of come around and decide, hey, your family, we're like, we're going to let you stay here at least until Daniel gets better, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, and then they lay down um, kind of some ground rules, and that's really the next, like, maybe middle quarter of this game, is you just kind of existing in your grandparents' house and following these ground rules, which include, like, not being able to go outside very much. Like, you you know, the only instance where they let you go outside, they make sure you stick to the backyard because this is a really small town and you're wanted criminals in the entire U.S., so, like... People are looking for you. You're not allowed to use the phone. You're not allowed to use the internet, which that one seemed a little crazy to me because, like, they're probably using the internet. They're not going to know who's logged on, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, So they they lay down these really strict rules, and then it's just sort of like you guys getting to know your grandparents. You know, your um, Steven really likes trains and also doesn't always do the chores that Claire asks him to do, and Claire is really nice and feeds you a lot, but, you know requests that people do a lot of chores as they, you know, just, like, do their part to keep up. Ha-ha! She has, like, a note on the washing machine because, oh, Stephen's too dumb to do laundry the right way. Ha-ha! Um, and so that's that's really a, a decent chunk of this until the very end when uh, your grandparents, you know, they make you breakfast, they have you do some chores, and they say, hey, go outside and play. Like, you're all cooped up. Go, like, open up this toy shed. Um, your 
Grandpa asks if there's something weird going on with Daniel, kind of hinting that maybe he knows the powers, but you can, you know, lie to him or, or tell him the truth. What there. did you do? What did you do? I, I lied to I, him. I feel like this is one of the more interesting choices here. And yet it wasn't like a big cut choice, you know, like a big scene stopping, color changing choice. Yeah, it was. Um, was it? I thought it was yes. just a, like a normal no, choice. No, it definitely was. Weird. I didn't yeah. feel that because to me, it didn't really seem like there was much of an option. Like I, I hit it. I hit it I, so hard because that's it, the entire theme is hiding it. Yeah, but I told him because I trust this guy. Ah, he likes trains too much for me to trust him, man. Ah, uh, but but do, do you did you not overhear the conversation of like when they took you in? He's clearly like he's the cool one of the two. You know what I mean? Like he's the one that's willing to keep everything secret and safe. Like he yeah, is. I, I guess I just didn't trust. Like I, I from Sean's point of view, didn't trust Steven with that information, like, you know, four days into basically seeing him for the first time in a few years. Like, I would, I, I think was not that quick with, to gain his trust. I think you've know? been with them for quite a while after that opening scene, though. It says one week later. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it hasn't been crazy long, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I found, I found this one kind of difficult, because I think... Like I've talked about in previous Life is Strangers, uh, I, I, I think about it more from like a what, how will this change the game rather than like how will this, um, you know, it, was this something that Daniel would do? And I'm like mm-hmm. really curious what letting this this character know uh, and how that might affect things. It might be yeah. very minimal, but it also might be kind of major, and I'm excited to see how that pans out. Yeah. I think that's it was an it was an interesting choice. It was not something I expected them to spring on you. Um and I liked the grandfather's like description of it as like some sort of weird divine force and I was like, "Oh, these people are very religious." Okay. Yeah. Cool. And well, if you tell him, if you tell him he's like, "Well, you know, understand." And I like that they they keep the conversation like still vague, and I love that Sean still does this where he's like, "Yeah, like there is something strange. And they mm, never okay. flat out say, he has psychic powers? They just call <laughs> it, like, something strange. And they're like, hey, that strange thing? He should see a doctor about that. And you're like, he can't. And he's like, yeah, I get that. And he's like, let's just keep it away from your uh, from your grandmother because she has mm. a very certain set of beliefs. Gotcha. And this would ruin her. <laughs> so gotcha. don't do that. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of a, I like that little peek into his personality and him. So yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So closing out the scene, um, you, you and Daniel go out to play in the backyard. You try to open the tool shed and you kind of aren't able to lock is like frozen or something. And as you are messing around with this lock, you see Chris next door, who is the protagonist of, um, the amazing adventures or awesome adventures of captain spirit, the kind of prologue game to life is strange too he thinks he's a superhero he thinks he's a superhero his mom is dead Uh, yeah um and his dad's kind of abusive yeah so chris runs up this this treehouse and falls down because he's running away which as we know because his dad and him just got into a big argument and his dad said something about it being chris's fault his mom died um, or not liking looking at Chris after their mom died. I forget exactly what, but it was a terrible thing to say. Um, and then Daniel like uses his psychic powers on Chris to keep him from falling to the ground, um, and then leads to a conversation where 
Chris excitedly talks about how he thinks he has superpowers and you and Daniel, like him and Daniel start to become fast friends before Chris's dad comes outside and, you know, basically gets him back, like ushers him back inside. And um, yeah, this is, this is definitely where I'm like, fuck, well, that's the end of this. This is how this ends for sure. Cause he, (laughs) he just asks like, where are you guys from? Like, who are you and why are you here at, you know, these other people's house. Um, yeah. And uh, you can tell him like, oh, we're just passing through or we're their grandkids. And I said passing through because I'm like, well, I guess. And uh, he pretty yeah. much says exactly that is we're just passing through, which mm-hmm. does not make any sense. But I love it. It's, yeah. Because <laughs> how else great. do you explain that? Like, how else? You yeah, can't. You know, family friends but you definitely can't be like oh we're the grandkids of that couple you know the couple whose grandkids are wanted for murder of a cop we're their grandkids <laughs> yeah yeah like that's not gonna work my man nope um yeah so this kind of i how did you feel about this sequence here this like not just this end sequence this like middle quarter chunk here uh specify more like scene like you mean what you've been talking about yeah, just like okay. top to bottom, like their their time at their grandparents' house. Because okay. I consider this like really the establishing of their time here. So here's the thing: is I'm in I'm in kind of a survival mode at this point, right? Like, yeah. I want to get out because I want to go to Mexico, right? That's kind of like the you know their objective here. And it's obviously not a permanent solution for them. And however, like, I think they want to be here as long as possible. And some of the conversation options for these scenes felt like really obvious to like both Sean's character and like kind of how this should work is like, Mm -hmm. there are kind of like opportunities to talk to Claire and like, be like, um, kind of like give her some back sass i just think that's like really unnecessary when they're doing these things for you um Mm -hmm. even though claire can be very particular uh i think it's weird like throughout later this chapter too they i think they paint her in a in a light that's like makes her seem like this like really really like strict or rules heavy person yeah and i just don't really feel that like i think everything that she requests is like yeah she's a little bit like bossy or like neat or tidy but like she's never that unreasonable Mm -hmm. like it's like pick up your stuff that's around the house it's like yeah it takes you like 10 minutes like Mm -hmm. at max um i feel like they had more chores at their original house than they do here like it just yeah that doesn't it doesn't come across i think the way they wanted it to and i think you're supposed to take into the like oh you can't go outside and you can't like make phone calls and stuff but like also you are running from the law exactly so that's not really like her being unreasonable that's her saying like hey we don't want you going to prison also as long as you're staying here don't make my house a mess we're harboring fugitives like yeah exactly and it's like none of that's crazy and and it, for daniel i totally understand for him to feel like that because he's a kid mm. and he doesn't understand but sean's also old he's enough got psychic powers yeah also he's got psychic powers but uh sean is old enough to like know what's going on also some positive things though 
it's always flattering and like I it's like fun and zany to have Daniel have psychic powers, but no one's allowed to know. So like mm-hmm. the grandma's making breakfast and then she turns around and he like starts setting the plates together, like cleaning them up with his powers and like you can tell him to stop or just let him do it. And it's like oh those kind of like hijinks of him doing his powers while like being worried someone's gonna see are just they're just like kind of charming and fun. Uh yeah. but I think overall, not to like just talk about these scenes because a lot of them are interesting to just kind of discuss. I think it was I think it works, but it like won't stick out highly in my memory, I guess. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. I, I got a bit of a tonal shift in these scenes from what I was used to. Cause there like throughout the time period, I was actually maybe most of the way through this game, I, I would say I was like two thirds to three quarters of the way through before I realized that like we probably weren't going to end episode two still at this house. But I was Definitely. starting to get the idea that like, oh, maybe actually like the first half of episode three takes place with us like getting to know this town a little bit. Yeah. Um. Maybe they just, you know, abandoned their plan here. And I, I kind of felt like we were going to establish a little bit more of a presence here long term Um. to the point that like. It's felt a little it felt a little jarring to me because I it felt like everything I did was clashing with the idea that they're trying to and I, I don't actually know if this is this may be the effect they're going for, but mm-hmm. it, the environment ma- like was trying to make you feel very safe and comfortable and like let you kind of explore and engage with things. But I always felt very tense about every decision right. I was making in this section. Like, ooh, should I do this? Like, ooh, I don't really like. You have the option to just not tidy up a bit, but I was like, no, no, tidy everything. What exactly. if she gets angry and calls the cops on me? Like, no, a hundred percent. I feel like a prisoner here. I have to watch my every step. But also, this is the safest we've ever been. It's weird. Yeah. And I, but here's the thing is like, I never got the vibe from Claire that she would do something like that, though. Yeah. And I think if if I did get those vibes, I would feel that tension. And I think it would have worked a lot better than it did of being like, like, seriously, Daniel, she will like call the cops on us. And Mm -hmm. I think the problem was is that I think maybe this might have been the problem is that they set her up to be this very like caring person in uh the amazing the awesome adventures of captain spirit but Mm. like like very like caring and maybe they realized that wasn't the character they actually wanted with this situation or maybe they just i don't know it's it's interesting but by by the you know spoiler for for the future here because i think it's important for discussion is like they definitely do leave at the end of this chapter and they, at least for my ending, cause I know it can go a couple different ways. We left on a very positive note. And I think it's to establish mm-hmm. these like, Hey, there are still people out there who care for you and you're not all alone. You're not all by yourself here. Yeah. Your and family. I, and I, I think that that worked. I think that again, like, it, like you were saying, it's just, they, they really it felt like the game wanted you to think Claire was somebody different than who Claire was, yeah. but didn't give you the reason to think that. And so I, I felt this tension the whole time, but it never felt like justified tension. So it, this section, I will say, generally speaking, just didn't really work for me at all. Like, okay. I, I don't think this episode was bad, but I do think this section right here, I was like, I don't 
know what you're going for. Yeah. And it felt a little like, it felt a little lost in the woods. Like it didn't really know where it was going. So the thing is, I think that, that it was a little bit necessary to be in this kind of like safe space before they harbor off and do another adventure. I think it would have gotten a little bit old if they would have just been on the road or in another abandoned place or in another shitty place again. Um, I totally agree with you, but what I wanted more out of this was I wanted to, like, have a sense of relief. Like, I think okay. this sort of narrative where it's like, hey, you hit this haven and you're good for a while, like, that, like, decline in tension and, like, you know, almost sense of false security you get before a rise in tension is not uncommon in a story. And I just think yeah. they didn't quite hit that, like, base decline there where it's okay. you're supposed to feel comfortable so the tension hits again like that i just didn't really feel i think okay. that's kind of my my main issue with this this right. chunk here well look at that we have a disagreement on our hands what well, should we do that scream uh, i think we'll uh keep going and talk more about it instead mm. more of the story not talk mm. about this disagreement okay fine agreed we can scream later we'll scream contract later. contract signed contract signed it's done <laughs> okay. it's over so um uh sunday morning church morning Bless. Sean bless. wakes up. Church morning. Church morning bless. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Sean <laughs> no, wakes I like up. <laughs> you Sean... wake up. You had a crazy Saturday night. It's now church morning bless. <laughs> so um, there's an Etch-A-Sketch on your side of your bed that says, over at the neighbors. And you're like, fuck. So uh, <laughs> you go to the neighbor's house, which is uh, Chris's house. And... Um, uh, also, Sean's grandparents are out of the house, so you may it's access... Church Morning Bless. Because it's Church Morning Bless. So you have access to the phone and the internet. Did you use the phone at all? I actually... I used the phone, yeah. Interesting. Tell me what so you, experience you, you had on the phone. Yeah. So you have the option, and like it's very clearly like, hey, you can call your friend whose name is escaping me. I'm wicked bad with names lately. Um, but it's the same girl. girl that you called at the end of episode one. Yes. Whose name is, is, I'm gonna remember She is remember cute it. smoking girl. She is cute smoking girl. That's six. her name. I hate <laughs> she it. She is the sixth one. And the first one, there were six of them. And I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. But anyway, uh, don't worry about later. I'll remember yeah. later. Um, so you call her and you kind of have a conversation. And this was sort of my, I don't know, my mindset going into it is like, I saw the phone. You know you have the option to call Lila. That's her name. I'm pretty uh, yes. sure. Um, I know you know you have the option to call her. And, like, I saw that and I thought to myself immediately, that's fucking stupid. Don't do that. Like, that's that's a trap. That's obviously a trap. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of I, – I almost took your mindset a little bit more, which is like, I just kind of want to see – like, yeah. I want this scene. I want to know what this scene is like. Um, and I do think it was pretty good. Um, they, like, really punch into it very quickly. Um, but it is, you know, Sean just calls Lila up and, you know, immediately she, like, starts crying, saying how worried she was since, like, he hung up on her and she had no idea what happened to him um, and how, like, her life has been going to shambles and she's, like, seeing a therapist now because she's, like, so worried about them all the time. Um, and you assure her you're fine. And then there's, like, a really good moment of just, like, you begging her for just, like, mundane gossip about your friend group. Um, and her just kind of, like, explaining, like, oh, you know, this person, you know, 
he's you know she's doing really well in like the cheerleading squad and like he picked up this hobby and like he's still going after this girl and that's some lame like, gossip man uh right going after this girl is nice gossip that's some lame yeah gossip, but like man. you know it's the kind of <laughs> shit that i wanted which is just like yeah. hey like in that instance sometimes you just want some mundane shit to remind you that like normal lives still exist out there and i yeah. think that was really good um, that works. and then, you know, the phone call just kind of ends and you say that you'll, you'll definitely call her back or you have the option to say you'll call her back or, you know, you'll try or whatever. Um, yeah. and, and that, that's pretty good. And that just ends up being like the way that that conversation ends, but cool. you also have the option to use the internet and I did not do that. So I don't know how that. So out all you, you do is you can open up web pages that, um, that were open. Uh, mm-hmm. they are web pages about like, um, about you and your brother and it's like it's really funny so there's just like two general news articles and then there's an actual like reddit form and (laughs) there it's like people like making up conspiracy theories about you guys and like it's like like i saw it's like something's up with this i don't remember the exact like quotes but it's pretty funny and then you have the option to log on to like i assume facebook or something like that and i did not do that so okay, I just all it. I did was you know check a web page. Oh, and you can look at Brody's blog, and it's very long, and I did not read it at all. But oh, there were fuck. I, there were new I people. Liked to see that? Yeah, well, that yeah that tracks. Yep, 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 yep. So um, after using the phone or internet, if you want, uh, you um, go into Chris's house, and you see uh, Chris extending his arm like Daniel is. To float toys. Chris also has psychic powers. Whoa, it's amazing. crazy. What a twist. Everyone has psychic powers but you. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish that was the... Oh, my God. Oh. Would you freak out if you're like your grandma by the end of this chapter was like, I also has psychic powers. Me she too. jumps off the building and floats down Mary Poppins <laughs> like, what? Everyone could do this but me. Oh, God. He gets so upset. That'd be very good. Then he figures out he's the freak, and he should be the one running. Uh, (laughs) No, Chris does not have psychic powers. Daniel is floating the toys for Chris to make him seem like he has psychic powers. Um, Yeah. uh, This, you can, I think you have the option to be like, hey, like, stop this right now kind of thing. And, um, well, you know, it's kind of already a known secret that, there are psychic powers somewhere in this in this home, so they decide to make a secret team, and they ask you what your secret name wants to be. What did you pick for your secret name? I think, oh man, it was the, like, El Diablos Loco. Okay, yeah, I picked Professor D, ah, yes. <laughs> which is Professor Diaz, and they're like, <laughs> oh... Cool. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> when I picked mine, they're like, oh, that kind of sounds like a villain's name and i was like oh yeah i mean yeah (laughs) i guess you're right yeah i guess i am kind of the villain of the story Um, (laughs) no you're not you're the hero um but you guys you kind of like confer with them and you're like all right only us we need to keep it between us and uh then chris's dad comes out and uh he's like hey you 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 children ready to go buy a Christmas tree? It's very bizarre that, like, he's taking this person, he has this kid who he's not asked his parental figure 
out to go buy a Christmas tree. <laughs> I mean, look, he's not the greatest dad, which is kind of established. Yeah. Um, but I do really like that we're finally getting the payoff from Captain Spirit, because that whole game was about, like, you doing stuff until your dad was ready to take you to go get a Christmas tree. Right. And then, like, it didn't happen, but... And now he's finally gonna go get the Christmas he's tree. Finally gonna now. What kind on of that. what kind of information do you think loaded from our save file of this of the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit? I, I think, think it was, it was just th- the chores you did and did not do. <laughs> I think it was just the ending in the way that um, you like when Claire comes over to ask about things the way that you can like try and lie, and then it kind of diverges with her either being like, oh. You're doing good, or oh, I'm probably gonna call social services. I think it's just that. I think it just informs some conversations. Okay. Interesting. But also, I do hope it's some of the chores. I didn't get a chance to walk around the house enough to know. I did, and I I think it is the chores because I know I didn't do the back door. Like I didn't shovel the. Back. I don't know. I feel like I didn't do a chore of some kind, and I got consequences for it. Oh, um, fuck yeah, dude. So <laughs> major consequences for not. That's the type of mundane chores. shit I want to carry over game to game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so it's time to go to the Christmas market cuz you know your parents are going to be back from church bless uh for quite a <laughs> while. So uh you know, time to go to the Christmas market, go buy a tree. Uh so the two boys go in the back of a trunk which brought me back memories cuz I used to ride to the back of Oh, not trunks. Sorry. The back truck. of a truck bed. <laughs> truck bed. There we go. I used to do the same yeah. thing. Oh boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's so different. Oh, it just hit me what you were saying. <laughs> I used to sit So Chris's dad kidnaps two of you. <laughs> he puts you in the truck. Um so uh and then they ride off to the Christmas market, which I didn't know was a thing that people called the thing that it is. So yeah. <laughs> it's just the store with Christmas stuff in it. Don't get don't get thrilled. Uh, you get to the Christmas market and things get technically bad at this point for some reason. I don't know what it was, yeah. but the AI the AI for Chris and his dad was just like busted. Like, they would just stand and stare at things, and they did not have that same kind of, like, life is strange polish where, like, every character is, like, doing something and, like, talking occasionally. They're just kind of standing and staring off. They really wanted to know if those trees were good. (laughs) Yeah. So, at this point, you uh, can go buy a Christmas tree for Dan- or Christmas Christmas, uh, gift for Daniel, and you have, like, some pretty lame choices between, like, a cup snowman or a bear sitting on a chair or the best option, which was a beaver that was carved from wood. Uh, the beaver was a little too expensive for me. So I got the bear sitting on a chair. Um, Very you get? cool gift. What'd you I buy? I stole the yo-yo. Now, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was an option. Yeah. I feel kind of bad about it. Cause it's, it, it is admittedly, it isn't a donation box. Um, but Alex. it was like, well, we don't technically have a home. Yeah, so that's true. I think I think it's fair that I'll steal this two dollar yo yo. So I stole a yo yo. Damn, I should have stole a yo yo. I just wasted seven dollars that I'll definitely need, but I will make back selling <laughs> a thing in the next chapter. We'll there talk we about what we'll be selling in the next chapter for at least twenty <laughs> minutes. Um so um and uh then it's uh it's time for you 
to meet love interest number two. Come on down, folks. We've got two love interests here. The second one, I don't know if she's a love interest. She just seems like a girl that Daniel kind of has a crush on. Uh, not Daniel, sorry. I'm losing it here. I need You're a little losing. bit of energy. I need it. a little bit of energy. Uh, Sean, there we go. That's the one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, so she's this uh, girl. Uh, she's playing a guitar on the side. Kind of got that, like, donation box that is her guitar. And uh, she's playing a tune. And you kind of have this, like, slightly awkward conversation about like what she's doing and she's jumping from train to train you know just kind of like traveling the world and like seeing what's out there no tied down by no government she's off the grid making yep. money and um then this guy comes over she's got uh, they've both got dreads uh of some kind i think and yep. um this other guy comes over and he's like, hey, what's up? This is my dog. He's real cute, but he's old and he stinks. And uh, you kind of have another weird social interaction where, what does he say that she always goes for? Some younger kids or yeah. some, no, <laughs> no, suburban types. Suburban types. Yeah, you always go for the city folk or whatever. And she's got a thick, she's got a pretty thick accent, um, mm-hmm. which actually doesn't sound too bad. I think it's a no, it, decent it's accent. Right. And, well um, and, by this time, you're kind of like, all right, peace. And then you can, I guess, there's an option to stay and listen to her entire song, which I just, like, didn't hear, I guess. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have, but I just didn't. And uh, then the two get kicked out uh, of the, the Christmas market by this dude who's like, hey, no loitering. Also, get, no, he's, he's saying dog get your dog. Yeah, your dog has to be on a leash. It's a city law. I could get, you know, this the Christmas town shut down. And, you know, they're punks. And they're like, hey, hey, big man over here. And they're like, they hey. They explicitly use the phrase, we don't, like, do leashes. Yeah, they do say okay. that. Okay. And I cringed <laughs> real hard. Because um, those are my least favorite kind of people. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, guys. I just want a quick PSA here. Every dog needs a leash when you're outside in public. Sorry. Man, it's you not would for not your have dog. liked Denver. It's not for your dog. It's for other people's dogs. Because yeah. if another dog runs up to your dog, you need to pull your dog back too. Because it needs to be safe. Mm-hmm. I may be completely wrong on that. But any dog I, needs a leash. Just smart. It's, it's just smart. a smart idea. If you have your own private area... Or a dog park, you can let your dog off the fucking leash, but put your dog on a goddamn leash. I'm so sick of seeing that. So I am on Nick's <laughs> side here, the guy who's who's telling them to leave. I'm on his side. I fucking hate Cassidy. Anyways. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, it's a real pet peeve of mine, dude. Put your dog on a leash. <laughs> pet peeve? <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um all right, let's let's let me let me clear my my dog leash grievances here, and uh, then you finally get the uh, Christmas tree, and then you head back. Now, one thing before I kind of like ask you, you know, how you felt about yeah. this chapter, etc. Um, <clears throat> so that very good song that's in the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, um, yeah. with the the uh, Death with Dignity by yes. John Stevens. Yes, 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 yes. They keep playing like a 10 second loop of the guitar and he oh, never he, sings oh god never it drove me insane get to the singing oh, part my god, it, it drove me insane. <laughs> drove me 
absolute bonkers. I'm so glad I'm not the only one. Oh, man. It drove me nuts. I'm like, just let the man sing. Just let it's so good. It's so good. Don't don't strangle it like this. And and also another thing that really bothered me is when Chris fell from the tree. There's a song that played like while he fell from the tree and in my game it was just absolute silence and it felt so awkward and jarring it's like you guys yeah. missed a couple things here. No, I will say um and I don't think this is as much in the final scene so I do think we can talk about it here. I don't really know what was going on with a lot of the like just production type stuff in this game cuz yeah. like a lot of the music stuff didn't seem synced the way it normally does for Life is Strange and like, there were, like you mentioned here, there were just some, like, technical issues. Like, I had uh, some graphical glitches. I had stuff that just didn't feel good moving around. Some of, like, facial capture stuff wasn't great. Um, yeah. And then just, like, the music stuff just didn't hit the way it normally does. Like, there were just points when it's like, hey, you should have had something here. Yeah, they Why? might have missed a couple things here. Maybe. I don't know. And Maybe they were under, like, a crunch. Maybe that's yeah. why it took so long. Maybe they had to, like, redo a huge portion of it. I don't claim to know. Um, I just know that definitely there was a couple of points where, like, this is not the level of polish that episode one was at all. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time trying to make this chapter sound interesting um, or summarize it. <laughs> but what? Did, how did you feel about this one? Um, so actually, I liked this part. And I will say it's for largely two reasons that you didn't really talk about that much. I had three reasons. Um, I do like talking to Cassidy and I like that song because you can like go listen to her song and give her money and you don't have like the option to it's not like a button that says listen to whole song you just yeah. get a scene where she's playing and you just like don't touch anything I just, for a minute and a half I just and then didn't hear the music at all oh yeah that's, yeah. that's no good then. <laughs> yeah go ahead sorry um so that that was pretty good but there's a scene when you first get to their house where you kind of are like talking with Chris and helping to decide which of his toys you think are the good guys and the bad guys um, and I really, I just think the interactions between Sean and Chris and Sean and Chris's dad are, like, really good. And I think this, like, in contrast to the last section where it didn't feel like I'd never got that feeling of, like, safety that you want, I very much did get the feeling in this one of, like, I really like seeing Daniel and Chris interact. Like, I like seeing Daniel just with a friend. That's a very good thing. And I like seeing Chris with a friend because, you know, we know how shitty his life is because of the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. So getting a lot of that interaction and, like, in that scene that I mentioned, you can, like, try and tease out um, and, and have Chris kind of open up about his relationship with his dad um, and probably talks about how things are maybe, like, a little bit abusive. I didn't actually successfully I do that, so I don't know either. how that goes. I think only, like, 14% of people succeeded in that. So yeah. Some I think there's a bunch of stuff you have to do. Yeah. Um. So I liked that part, um, and then when you get back to the house, you get another one of those scenes, which hasn't really happened yet, where you talk to, to Chris's dad, and you get another time when you can tease some of that out, um, and I think that is also very good character establishing stuff, and I wonder how much of that is just a lot of the legwork was done in Captain Spirit. I just, for me, it didn't really... I Didn't click? I got the looming feeling that this would be the last time I would be here. And mm -hmm. it felt like this was put in here because it had to be, not because it worked for the story as a whole. Like, I felt like, okay, we made this this prequel thing. Let's fit it in um, to our main story. And then let's kind of, like, 
get rid of it. I don't think we will see Chris or his dad again. I don't necessarily either, but I, I didn't. Don't know if this I, is I guess just like a. I don't know. It just didn't feel like something I cared that much. I felt like I got everything out of Chris and his dad's character from the moment I walked in, like from the beginning of Happy Spirit to the moment I watched in their house and like saw how the conflict resolved mm-hmm. and just kind of watched him try to be the best dad that he could be while still, you know, like being a bit of an alcoholic and like, I don't know. I just feel like the things that I needed to know were already established. And I did like to see, like you said, uh, Daniel being able to have a friend and play with his toy. I just, I don't know. There is something about these two that I'm like, I would love to play a game that's more focused around the psychology of like Daniel and like what he's going or sorry, not Dan Chris. Sorry. Yeah. The psychology of Chris and like what he's going through and like his like, you know, like realization that he's like, he's not really a superhero kind of thing. Cause it's really like ingrained in his, in his brain. Like, he goes out in public like this, and, like, I assume that he does not take this off. You know what I mean? Like, what a yeah. what an interesting, like, reaction to trauma and everything like that. And that's why yeah. I love so much about the awesome adventures. And, like, I feel like I got everything that was out of that, but maybe a so, little bit more could be squeezed out. I just didn't. I will say, let me maybe preface it this way. I, I agree. that I think we got most of what we could have gotten out of um, Chris's story in the awesome adventures. Mm-hmm. Um what I really liked here was, from an outside perspective, this felt to me, as much as it felt like a story about, like, Daniel and Chris and everything, it really felt like a story about Chris's dad more, because mm-hmm. it felt, like, a little bit relatable. Like, it, it was trying to relate Sean and Chris's dad, whose name escapes me right now, Um, but, like, the way that both, like... You know, the parallel between Sean's mom being gone after he'd known him for a little while and and Chris's um, dad's wife dying. Um, And then just, like, I really liked knowing more about what's going on inside that house and then seeing their interactions as an outside third party where, like, Sean is clearly suspicious and thinks there's something not going right. But all of the conversations he has with, with Chris and with Chris's dad are, like, heartfelt and you get an idea that like they're both really trying but there's things that are kind of fucked up and like i liked that like the level of information they gave and i liked the way that they kind of Hmm. played with those characters relationships and specifically the way that they played with like your outside perception of chris's dad and i'm very curious to see how this would all feel if you hadn't played the uh, um awesome adventures of captain spirit like i I wonder what you would think (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah probably and i i think that's it's really i'm curious and i think they did a really good job with that personally um yeah I, but you know it's also totally subjective yeah i i i like where you're coming from and i like the idea of feeling that i just didn't yeah that's perfect. totally fair perfect totally fair um let's move on because we've been going for a while and we still have one more chunk yeah to get through um so we get back to um, you know, Chris's dad drives you back to um, your grandparents' house safely. You know, you have a short conversation with him. Again, I d- was not able to tease out more information, so I didn't really get 
a ton of that. Um, and then you get inside, and Daniel kind of decides, hey, I want to go into our mom's old room, which we have not talked about at all, and I'll eat that one because that was my section. But your mom's old room is still in your grandparents' house, but your grandma keeps it locked away and tells you never to go in there. Um, and he kind of, you know, Daniel feels entitled to it, like, hey, I should be allowed to go in there. Like, it's my mom. I don't have anything from her. Chris has something from his mom. Like, I want to go in there. Um, and so Sean relents, and you break into that room um, and kind of just walk around looking at a bunch of different artifacts from your mom's life, you know, CD collections she had, photographs, um, different toys, just, a, you know, a bunch of different random things. And he looks um, at everything very, very bitterly, like... He is not. He does not think of your mom who left you kindly. No. Obviously, very, very much a difference in the way that Daniel is kind of fascinated by it, and Sean is kind of like burned by it all. Um, but among the things you find is a semi-recent letter sent from your mom to your grandparents that basically says, "Hey, if my sons arrive, please, please, please take care of them." Um, and it was sent from a P.O. box, and, you know, you kind of show it to Daniel and talk a little bit about what this means, with Sean still kind of taking the side of, like, oh, the, her sending it from a P.O. box is just her, like, you know, hiding. It's still just a way for her not to give information about where she is and, and being very bitter, and Daniel saying he wants to see her. Um, and as you're doing this, predictably, Claire and Stephen um, come back and see you doing all of this because church time is over. Um, no, bless. More bless. And, no more bless. No, <laughs> no bless. more bless. No more bless. Um, no more And bless. then they kind of get into a really big argument when Claire says that, you know, you don't have a right to do this. And basically uh, you get into this interesting thing where Stephen leaves pretty early in this argument because he's really upset at the way that everyone is characterizing um, your character's mom and, Claire basically saying that, like, hey, when she decided to leave her kids and your family, like, she ceased to be my daughter. Um, yeah. And this was kind of, this scene was a little weird for me just because Sean kind of seems to flip and say, like, well, actually, we do deserve more information about her, even though he was really bitter just a couple of seconds ago. Yeah. Um, But this kind of, this feels like it's going to boil over into a huge argument. And then Claire kind of, like, is more understanding all of a sudden and it's just like look i understand that you're hurt and where you're coming from but you have to understand where i'm coming from and then like as she's trying to de-escalate you hear a scream from downstairs um and it turns out that the bookcase fell on top of steven that he had refused to fix earlier so it had like a bum leg and then you run down there um and you're kind of try to lift it off of him and have trouble and you're given the option to either you know, force your brother to help you lift it with him, even though every time you move it, it hurts him a little bit. Um, not a bookcase addresser. Um, or you can just, like, yell at Daniel to use his powers to lift it off of him because he's an old person being crushed by this dresser, and that probably isn't good. Um, What'd you do? I th At this point, I said, fuck it, let Daniel use his powers because yeah, it seems too. like as good a time as any to explain what's going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, and, and I like the scene you get where, you know, Claire is kind of going back and forth between being, like, befuddled and scared about what happens and Steven saying, like, oh, you, well, what happened was they saved my life. I'm yep. safe now. That's the only thing that matters. That's um, what happened. As they saved I'm... my ass. That's what happened. Bitch. <laughs> he said that. I can't believe he, he said sa that. It was so weird. He just called her a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Strange. Go continue. Um, so this final scene can play out in a couple of ways, and I'm very curious how yours played out. 
Um, uh-huh. But the way mine played out is as you're doing this, as she is basically saying, it's okay, I guess we're all safe. It was a miracle. The cops knock on the door um, and basically say, hey, we know you're harboring your grandchildren. Like, open up. And Claire tells you to, like, you know, take Daniel, go out back, get your shit, get out of here. Like, I'm sorry you can't stay with us longer, but, like, you have to go. I'll distract the cops. Um, she just so... becomes, like, cool in five seconds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so she goes and starts talking to the sheriff, and then you run out the back uh, as this is all going on. And just very bad at running away, you and Daniel are just like, well, let's cross the road right here while they're talking to the cops. And as you do that, you kind of stop in the middle of the road and see another cop who's, like, pulling up. And he turns on his lights and starts driving towards you. And this is kind of where it breaks off in a couple of different ways, is my understanding. is. Okay. um Chris will run out into the road and, like, use the psychic powers he thinks he has to try and, like, stop the cop car. Mm-hmm. And how did this resolve for you? Fascinating. We have very, very, very different endings. Continue. Okay. I'm Continue very interested. Yours. So the way this resolved for me is the cop is driving towards you. Chris runs in front of the cop car, holds out his hand to try and lift it up. Um, and it can go a couple of different ways, but apparently I had discouraged Daniel from using his powers enough that Daniel didn't, and the cop tries to skid to a halt and doesn't, and just hits Chris with his car, mm. and then you guys run away. Mm. And, like, that's that's how my shit went down. I got the polar opposite for you. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yes, please tell me. So, the cops come to the door. They tell me to sneak out back. Mm-hmm. Don't know how this happens. I sneak out back. I don't have the dumb idea to cross the road. I look to the forest. Chris is just in the backyard swinging on the swing set. He says, take the troll forest path. It's the best <laughs> shortcut ever. And they will not find you. We're like, thank you, Chris. You're the fucking best. And he says, I know. You better come back. I'm really happy that you were my friend. And then you get to leave. Whole boy, yours was better than mine, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so question and a thing that we missed in the third section of our little talking talks here. Did you tell Daniel that he had to tell Chris the truth about his powers? So I did, or I told him to stop lying, um, but he does, like, he... So you had a disobedient Daniel. Yeah. Okay. And they're also, there's a tracker. You don't want a DD. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Um, so there is a tracker at the end, which apparently, based on the number of times that you, like, yell at Daniel or encourage him to use his powers, it, like, tracks that. Mm-hmm. And then, it, so, you know, you got one of the three, um, like, closing things, which is Chris was never in danger and he helps you escape. There's also the one I got, which was Chris tries to stop the car and gets hit by it. And then there's also a third one, which is Chris tries to stop the car, but Daniel, like, throws the car out of the way. Right. Um. So I think if you did what I did, which is then try and escape by crossing the road, that the only options then are either you encouraged Daniel to use his powers, in which case he throws the cop car, or he doesn't, which is he gets hit by Chris. Um, And I think the reason that my people decided to cross the road is because I'm guessing the cops showed up to your door saying that somebody saw you at the Christmas market? Yes, I think so. So they showed up to my door saying, we know somebody from this house made a phone call to Lila. Like, oh, we're coming to search. So you made, I see. 
Interesting. So because I did that, I guess my people wow. freaked out more and decided to cross wow. the road, which led to Chris getting hit by a car. So that was worth it to find out that one of my fucking <laughs> friends is a cheerleading captain now. Yeah, that was totally worth it, man. Oh, so worth he's it. Gonna, he's gonna. Oh. Sean is gonna handle that really well. <laughs> yeah. So you do get like a little closing scene after all of this, where um, you're kind of sitting on a rock with Daniel talking to him and. Oh boy, Daniel is not doing super well with everything and saying, like, do you think Chris is still alive? Um, and Sean has to be like, well, we saw the car. He tried to stop. He slowed down. I'm sure he's still alive. Um, and then, you know, eventually, after a little bit of that conversation, you give him the gift that you got him. Um, and I think based on. And he's like, how- he's like, did you steal this? <laughs> <laughs> He, he did not say that, but also he kind of just, like, doesn't fucking care. Yeah. Because his friend just got hit by a car, and you have to, like, be like, oh, well, come on, we gotta go. Um, and then as a train Fuck. is going by, you run alongside it and jump onto the train to take you to, assumingly, California. But also, Fuck, that's so heavy. Yeah, it was, like... I was watching that, and Chris ran out in front of the car, and I said, oh, man, Daniel's going to do some shit. And then Chris got hit by a car, and, like, my hands flew off the keyboard and mouse, like, almost in defense. Like, what the? Who? What? 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 You know what I think this means? What? I'm a better dad than you are. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to raise my Daniels. I don't want no Alex's coming to me. I was trying to keep us safe by discouraging him from using his powers. You were horny, dude. You were horny. You wanted to start to Lila. I get it. I get it, It okay? I wanted to know how that scene played out. I genuinely thought that the only difference would be that the reason you were found was because that, like, I made the phone call and it wouldn't have any other repercussions. But I was fucking wrong. But you know what they say, dude? On three. Three, two, one. (laughs) Life, life is, is strange. strange. Yeah, found it. You know found what they it. say: life is strange. Yeah. So my scene ended with you like walking and being like, "Come to dum to dum. Everything's <laughs> wonderful. I'm so happy Chris is alive. I love him. I can't wait Weird, to be they best even friends." Say that. Yeah, they, they say, said, "I can't." God, wait it's to so great back. that Chris is alive in this version of the Life is Strange universe. So here's another weird thing: is Chris is like, "I know you guys are going to be on the road, and times times are going to be tough for you. Here's a thousand dollars." Yeah, he says that. It's and he gives that to you. You have a thousand dollars and a map to straight you. You actually get a ticket, like a plane ticket to Puerto Lobos, and it skips it's, you straight to episode five. It's, it's insane. So weird. He even says, like, hey, also, I don't know if this is yours, but this dog ran into my backyard <laughs> the other day, and his name's Mushroom. It's weird. <laughs> he, he, he would not stop bark till he saw you. Weird. It's crazy. Hey, anyway, hey, if I also have Lila, someone to see. I also have someone for you to see. Take a look at the treetop. It's your dad! Oh my god! Oh, he's perfectly fine. It's crazy. And then in the background, you can see, like, Max and Chloe walking away, high-fiving, going, what a perfect world. Everythinging's fine. <laughs> They're high-fiving and, t- and, and talking about how, um, how Arcadia Bay is fine and fully okay. Everything's it's good. It's weird. not even destroyed. 
and they are it's still weird. Alive. And then your grandma walks out and she says, "Congratulations!" And then she like then... puts the cursed telephone on the ground and she burns it, and a spirit comes right out of the top. And then, and then, and then that guy from the first episode who was really mean and racist comes out, and he's like, "I'm sorry for what I said. That wasn't right. That wasn't okay. I learned so much." <laughs> All that stuff happens. And and so, <laughs> man, I really fucked this episode up, huh? That really seems really did. good. And then uh, you, you're kind of like out um, outside watching the skyline and um, you're like, hey, I got a Christmas present for you, man. And he's like, really? But it's the 15th. It's so early. And he's like, yeah, dude, we do stuff by our own rules now. And Christmas will come when we want it to. And then he gives him the present. And he's like, wow, this is amazing. I also got you something. And he's like, I didn't finish it. And he gives you a shitty drawing of your um, of your superhero that you wanted to be. Oh, so, that's so nice. I didn't get that because he yeah. was too busy being depressed that his friend got hit by a yeah. car. Wow. So, so kind of the like, darkest timeline. Yeah. So you're like, all right, time to go. And then you ride the train away. And then. All right. Out of the darkness, <laughs> we get credits. And some fucking weeds come up. What kind of weeds are those? They got five points on them. <laughs> huh. That's strange. Daniel says hey, it smells funny in here. What is it? It's a weed farm. It's a weed farm. And you hear Cassidy talking about weed. And I, I'm so excited to play an episode that's in a weed farm. <laughs> I'm so thrilled. Oh, man. It's going to be yeah. so weird. And I'm going to love it. I'm I'm curious about Daniel also, gonna look not like. Daniel, Sean also references smoking weed at some points and how he wants to do it again. Now he yeah, misses he it. He misses it a lot. He has a weed pipe. Also, he talks about Minecraft sometimes with Sean. Does he? Yeah, he, he's like, uh, he looks at Daniel's tent and he's like, man, looks like all that Minecraft is really paying off. And I'm like, <laughs> cool reference. Nice. So Very that's how cool. my story ended. Uh, man, I feel so good. Yeah, you feel should so feel good. You. you did much better than I did, apparently. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, so yeah, that was Life is Strange two episode two. Um, would I mean I, we got like a few more questions. We talked about most of these throughout yeah. the 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 thing, but just like how generally, how do you feel about this episode compared to episode one? Um, I think episode one was still stronger, uh, than than two. But I'm still into it, you know. I'm still with it all the way, and I'm I'm excited to play the third one. I think there were some points of lull where I was just kind of like bored, and I didn't really feel like playing, but I just mm-hmm. kind of did. And you know, it's got that very like movie itis where I'm just like feel like I'm just watching something. Um, yeah. But um, I liked it overall. I think there was enough stuff to set up. For the future where I will enjoy it. I'm enjoying watching Daniel's relationship grow. And I think the amazing adventures of the awesome Captain Spirit could have been handled much, much, much more poorly. And I think there were some clever things done with the integration of it. And I am happy with it. Yeah. Good. What about you? I think this one, it felt a lot like Life is Strange Season 1 Episode 2. Yeah. Um, which is like there's a lot of important groundwork being laid, right? But I didn't, 
I wasn't very engaged by a lot of it. Like, I liked the stuff with Chris. I liked, um, you know, just, like, some of the stuff with the grandparents. I liked the seeds that they started to plant about how the kids feel about their mom and, like, Daniel kind of wanting to reach out to her and Sean not wanting to reach out to her. Like, I thought that was pretty good. But overall, I, I thought it was definitely weaker than episode one by a, a pretty wide margin, I felt. Um, and it really... So playing through this game made me appreciate... Um, Life is Strange Before the Storm um, a little bit more. I don't think necessarily that Before the Storm was, like, phenomenal, but it was such a tighter package compared to, to what episode, or, like, what season two is being so far, and I think that it, season two, or episode two specifically, does kind of, it it does run into issues where there's just not a ton going on in this episode, and I think I would have been fine with that if we waited a month for it, yeah. But four months later, I was kind of, like, disassociated from the story a little bit anyway. So without, like, much of a hook to bring me back in, like, I think a middling quality episode three would be really, really, really bad for this series. Yeah. is kind of where, where I ended up landing on the whole thing. Yeah, I, I've also noticed something that, like, man, there are some similarities of, like, connecting themes or objects or ideas in between these three games like before the storm the original one of this one is trains it's a lot of fucking trains <laughs> and life is strange okay i don't want to talk about it too long because you don't have much time but life is strange one you know the, the the boot with getting on caught on the train tracks and just like general train shit chloe yo is yo riding the train yeah what if hold on let me hit you with this oh my god the fucking payoff what if episode three starts you off in a different location based on whether or not you solved the train track puzzle the correct way in episode two of season one? Because there's a throwaway line about, well, like, well, now the train won't be able to get to the lumber yard. What if shit. it ties together fucking Holy two and a half years shit. later? Oh, my God. What a payoff. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I will literally lose my shit. <laughs> I'll lose it. You know, I'll and usually gone, I'm like, there gone. it is. There's my shit. I know where it is. You know, I know where it goes, but this, I'm going to lose it. That would be Holy amazing. Shit. I would be ecstatic. I'd be so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. You, you were, you were making a point about trains. Yeah. No, that was it. There's just a lot and of I trains. Do, so I think it's mostly a joke, but I actually do think there is some pretty good symbolism there. Um, Specifically for episode two or for series season two about like, I don't know, trains are generally seen as, like, a very free, open frontier sort of mode of transportation, and I think that they do kind of, like, tie that into a lot of the themes of, like, people having to, like, in this one, traveling, or even in season one, just, like, the idea of kind of finding yourself and, like, going on these journeys, like, where you kind of know where the, the journey is going to take you, but you're just sort of along for the ride. Like, I, I think there I is something there. It. I'd love to think of it like that, Alex, but to be honest, I just think that it's kind of a hipster's wet dream to just travel by train. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. And I think life is strange. I think I would love, I would love that. Well, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think I'd enjoy it for like an hour. Yeah. And that's about it, though. I mean, well, yeah, but that's plenty. Yeah. I can get off after an hour. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's all the time we have. <laughs> Man, we really did take a lot of time. 
Yeah, it took. I mean, this is always how our Life is Strange episodes go. We yeah. we spend quite a while because we weave most of our questions in. You know, we just weave them in when we're talking seamlessly, yes. like a seamstress. Like a seamstress, exactly. Did you want to? Um, I think we each get one more, and I think we close it out. Okay, so pick your favorite you wanna go one. Go first. Do you want me to? You go first. Okay, I'll give um, you a second guess, if you do it. No, that's fair. Um, because I think. I think the thing that I was more curious about, and the thing that I thought about more, like, I I think there is a decent amount to talk about with character development, but I think the idea of the shift in the supernatural element of the gameplay um, from season one to season two is something that I found really interesting, and just kind of taking the control away from you as Max in season one, being able to control your power, and putting it onto Daniel in season two, um... I, I think that disconnect where you no longer have direct control over it is really interesting. And I don't know how well it's working for you yeah. personally. Um, I will say that I find myself missing that element a lot. That mm-hmm. element of like, I wish I could do this. Like, I want to be able to interact with the world in this way. I want to be able to solve puzzles in this way. I want to be able to do X, Y, Z. And like, you know, you can tell Daniel to do a lot of things and he'll do it. Um, but I also do think the fact that you don't have those powers sets up a lot of really interesting narrative hooks yeah. that I'm very excited to see where the payoff goes. And I don't know, like, have you been finding it jarring not being able to, like, well, I think, be the person doing that? Or Yeah, and I think the, the, um, the, like, puzzles and stuff like that from that power work well in the first episode, specifically when you have to tell Daniel how to get you out of the back room of the convenience store. I think mm-hmm. that it shines then, but there were no, no, no puzzles in this None one. None whatsoever. None. And I, I think that was a little disappointing, and I do kind of miss that. As far as being in control of these, I am I do miss it quite a lot. But I, this new, like, uh, this new telekinesis angle is just, like, so different. I can't expect them to handle it anywhere close to the same. Yeah. Totally. Um, and, like... Not having control of it, I think I prefer not to have control of it just because you do have control of it, but it's in a very different way. You have control of it in the sense that obviously you tell Daniel what to do, but it's a little bit deeper than that as we know is it's like you have to care for a Daniel. You have to nurture a Daniel. You can't just tell Daniel things and expect him, you know, <laughs> I'm razzing you, you right now. care for a Daniel. <laughs> You can't just Alex a, your Daniel. You can't just Alex a Daniel and get his best friend hit by a car. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, he's probably fine. I saw the car <laughs> slow down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, for real, I think it's really interesting, like, having kind of control of this power in the sense that you have control over your little brother in a way of, like, you're raising him, but you also don't have it, and it's like, it makes it slightly interesting. One thing I will say is I do just... And I'm not, there's no way they could work this in. And I'm perfectly fine with it not being in. But I just miss rewinding and seeing other conversation options of things that I didn't like how they went. I just miss that. I miss that so much. And that was, that was so good. Like, it it made the game knowing. Sorry. It just made the like game feel like so much more isolating. Like, like you and Max were like one kind of like, you're like a team and like only you and her kind of like knew about this and knew how to do it. And like, it felt me. It made me feel like I was, like I was Max, and this game makes me feel like I am like 
just controlling Sean. You know what I mean? If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think I think to an extent I get where you're coming from. Yeah, that. not but like I, I, I am Max. You know what I mean? <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I yeah totally. And I think that you you kind of hit on something interesting there. That's like hey. The, the rewind power and, like, being able to play out different conversations and being able to play out different major choices and seeing how they played out was, like, that was kind of, like, huge, yeah. I think. And I think until this point, I didn't really realize how big that was and how much that, like, that defined the series now that, like, that has been taken away from us. Right. So. Yeah, I think we talked about this quite a bit in our first episode. We did. So I, I don't want to, like... Yeah, park on it too much. And it, I, just I felt wanna... more, it felt more now because the powers were actually in the minute to minute gameplay. Right. Also, I want to I want to back up and I want to correct my statement because I just thought about it and now I know what I want to what I meant is I felt like we were piloting a ship together. You know what I mean? Like because she would like talk to herself, but that was kind of just her talking to the player, being like, "Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like this one. This this angle is bad." <laughs> uh. So yeah. Anyways. Um, I got one more for you, then we'll close this out. Uh, I'll go for something light, you know, something a little okay. uh, easy like for it. you. So there's something about this small town that freaks me out because it's like everyone really knows your like the name of the people in the town. And it's like I come from a small town, but like this is a small, small town. Does that like that like feeling of like, you can't walk outside without someone knowing who you are. Because, like, Claire mentioned, she's like, oh, I couldn't be in the city because it's so dangerous there. But, like, this kind of has, like, a weirdly, like, same danger of, like, it's just kind of creepy that, like, I feel like if I made one misstep in this town, like, I'd be known as something forever. And it's, like, it it freaks me out. Did did you, did you, like... Is this a feeling that you've like already had, or is this like a is did this I, game or scene like impact those feelings at all in the so sense where I, you realize something about it? I didn't really get that feeling from this town too much, mostly just because you didn't spend a lot of time in it. Um, yeah, and like obviously for the characters in the game, it's wildly stupid to stick in a town where every single person knows every single person because you're immediately labeled as an outsider and everyone's curious about you. Yeah. Um, but I, I, so I didn't get too much of that feeling, but also, like, I don't ever want to live in a town that small. Ooh, like, yeah. No, no, th- like, I also came from a small town growing up, but, like, it was the type of small where it's like, hey, most of the people you meet day to day, you won't really know, but you will, if you spend time outside, run into people that you know throughout the day. Yeah. But, like, everyone doesn't know everyone. Everyone just kind of knows enough people that you'll run into each other. But like, ugh, I don't know. No, I don't want to know everyone it's to know me. No, I wish I wish they played that out just a little bit more. I think it'd be cool. I mean, they they do as much as they can because you're not allowed yeah. outside. Uh, but but yeah, <laughs> part of like, why I expected maybe we'd spend another episode in this this town. But yeah, oh. like the shopkeep is even like, ah, I see you hanging out with Chris and his father. <laughs> Interesting. Must be new. <laughs> so let's let's just uh, I don't know. That was a bad one. So we'll just end it on that one. So um, we've got ways to contact we'll just, us. We'll end it on the bad one. Just no energy, no energy, no energy. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. So you can social media with us, uh, twitter.com slash thoughts from player one, or search for us on 
Facebook, Thoughts from Player One. We have an email that you can send us a couple of emails. Let us know if you want us to play any specific games or have any questions on future games we're playing. That email address is thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. If you want to support us, not even financially, all you have to do Patreon. is click. Patreon. Patreon. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe no, not maybe yet. someday. Maybe someday. Um uh, leave us a review on iTunes so we know that we're good enough to have a Patreon. <laughs> so um, <laughs> they don't let uh, you on Patreon unless you've got at least twenty reviews. Yeah, like, and if you if you don't rules. feel like logging on to iTunes because like I don't care about iTunes, just like just like tell us in some other way. I'd really yeah, appreciate. Send us an back. email that's a picture of five stars that you cut out of construction paper <laughs> and put on the ground in a row. And honestly, that's fine. That works. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And I didn't tweet about it, and this will be like a super secret thing. And I didn't talk about it in the episode. But if you can go back to our Return to the Oberdin <laughs> episode and figure out oh, who God. all got murdered and who murdered who and how they got murdered and send it to me, I will PayPal you. Five dollars. Wow. Dang. <laughs> if you can figure out all Put those people in the their world. name. Listen, there's enough. There's enough out there through our podcast library that you could figure out all of the people's names. We're obviously really easy, but there's also two other goons that uh mm-hmm. that might be a little bit difficult to figure out. So And also, if you if you did sleep on it, don't sleep on it. Our return of the Oberdan episode, I actually think was really good. So go check it out. Um go play that game for oh sure. Oh my god, play that fucking game. Listen um, to our elevator pitch for it. It's it's a good ass game. It's very good. It's very good. So don't sleep on that one. Yeah. Um, don't don't rest on it. Don't nap on it either. Don't nap on it. Don't sit on it. Don't close your eyes Please, on it. Please dear God, don't sit on it. <laughs> God, so damn. anyway, this has been Life is Strange 2, Episode 2 Rules, once again, developed by Don't Not Entertainment. This one came out January 24th, and Episode 3 is forthcoming, and you better believe we'll have an episode out on that one as well. Um, so, uh, keep an eye, hold on, real quick, keep an eye on our Twitter. I would like to start posting the game that we're playing like a week beforehand, so people have yes. time to get questions in, um, as opposed to six hours before recording. We'll see if we actually do that. We'll try. Um, so this is officially our fourth season. <laughs> that is true. We all died and at the end of uh, the last episode. So. It's These are new carbon copies of Alex and I, and uh, I seem to have forgotten, as a carbon copy, what the old Duncan's plans were for, you know, the next season. Like, I don't Makes know what he was sense. thinking. I don't know what he was yeah. thinking. So I'm just going to kind of like... Selective memory loss. I'm just going to kind of like think about what else is in Chile. Um... Um, hey, Alex, I've got these uh, ghost peppers. I've been drying out for weeks. They're fucking, they're, they're ready to go. You mind dropping them in the pot? Yeah, man, no problem. Oh, that chili pot is getting hot. You like that? It's so bad. It's what do you think? It's so bad, but it's it. <laughs> we'll develop it. It'll, it'll, it's, 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 by we'll the end see. of season four, it's going to be fucking what would be the worst food to be eaten ASMR style? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to say the raviolis in Sean's cat.
cabin. Ravioli is actually a very good answer. Actually, I don't I think, think ravioli is. I think it would be more spaghetti because of the slurping. I, it's the wetness. I need any wet food is pretty bad. Ugh. Um, uh, okay. And I think that the Popeyes is especially bad because you get the wet inside and the crunchy outside. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> so that's actually higher up there than I initially would have thought. All right, let's just do a quick experiment. Okay. What are you typing in? You can't be going back to the internet after that conversation. There's no way. It's impossible. <gasps> nope. I don't want to curse you with this. It is worse, by the way. <laughs>